I need to see him like go to the Whitney and win before I'm really like over the moon, excited about his chances, uh, you know, to go win a race like the classic. Uh, I think I look at Maxfield and I think, I think you're really good. You might be a step below like what it takes to win the classic. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Park, Saratoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up, I'm Jared Welch, he's an ultimate, this is Blinkers Off, what's up man? What is up everybody, man, good to be back, good to be back, I have I feel like I've, uh, well this is my second show, I, sh- I shouldn't feel like it, it is, yeah, Ricky's Rockets earlier and then uh, now uh, Blinkers Off, listen, we finally kind of get back to our format, right, back to the format of doing stakes races and covering those big stakes races, so uh, it, it's good to kind of be back to normal, so to speak. Yeah, it, it did feel good to look at, you know, you know, pull up the PPs for this weekend and think, all right, there's like, here's a bunch of horses I know. Here's a bunch of solid horses. Here's, you know, so we're starting to to see that it, it is getting a little bit back to normal. And, of course, this weekend highlighted by the Stephen Foster stakes and, of course, the Flor Delise, two big-time Breeders' Cup winning your in races, one for the Distaff and one for the Classic. So, and you got and you got serious players in both. You know that's the, that's the key. You got Maxfield in one, Latruska in the other, and you know I think it's time that we stop sleeping on Latruska, um, and so to speak. In terms, I don't not say that we have, but just you know it's hard, it's even though she's not like a Monomoy girl or she's not the you know Brad Cox, she dares a devil like she is. She needs to be recognized as the top horse in the division, and she's going to showcase it. Um, let's hope this weekend. But yeah, so it's a big weekend, of course, the Ohio Derby with some of the also. You know some of the horses that you probably remember from uh, from the Triple Crown Trail, especially the, the Derby Trail. Um, you know the the uh, the winner of the Peter Pan Promise Keeper with with Todd Pletcher in there. And there's a few in there, and there's been some news. Yeah, let's see. Mark says Bob Baffert is about to have as many horses as Bob Barker. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's a reference to uh, news came out. You know, Charlatan's been retired. Not a big shock on that one. And life is good. Life is good for Todd Pletcher now because uh, that's who's got this horse, and Bob Baffert is uh, it does not. So Bob, uh, sounds like uh, you know life is good. Still might find a way to win the Travers, but it won't be with Bob Baffert. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Uh, you know, you think about East Coast racing, especially for three year olds. Uh, that's where it's at. Uh, you know, whether it be the Haskell or the Travers or the Jim Dandy races like that. So if, when you're banned from Naira, which Bob Baffert is right now. Yeah, it's it's hard to if you've got a real good three year old, it's hard to keep it with Bob because you're not really going to run at Del Mar with a with a big time three year old. Uh, you know, you're going to come out to the East Coast if you got that, and, and also races like the Whitney, like Country Grammar. That's a horse where like, all right, well Baffert will have that one. Nope, Country Grammar is now headed towards uh, New York in a race like the Whitney, and also with Todd. So yeah, big time changes going on. I I'm, I don't think anybody's real surprised by it um yeah you hate to see it right <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's just tough you know tough luck bob you know we haven't yeah. talked about him in a few weeks i feel like so it's it's good to have him yeah. back in the uh in the spotlight my favorite is and i'll i i didn't want to like make a big deal out of it but on twitter and stuff but like like was it last week uh horse racing nation like post there's like an email i saw an email blast come out because i it's, you know i subscribed to it and it's like check out bob baffert's newest two-year-olds you're like what are we doing? Are we living under a rock? Like, are we just like, are we just supposed to be like so pumped about his now his two year olds? I mean, are they even going to be his two year olds in say like six months from now? It's really crazy. Some outfits are just kind of business as normal, going on like normal. This is the normal article we would post this time of year, so we'll do it again. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so, I know. Um, if 
it, let's put it this way. If Magic was to post an article like that, it would be taken down immediately and we would have a phone call about <laughs> that's the dumbest article. Like, don't do that. So, uh, yeah, I did get a chuckle out of that as well. It's just like, I, I don't know why you would be that tone deaf, right? Like, I, who and who wants to read about that? Even if you do post it and you work on it, you know, yeah. like. And, and the other thing is, and the other thing is, is like if you're posting something about two year olds, what your mind goes immediately to three year olds next year as a, in the Kentucky Derby. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? Bob Baffert can't run the Kentucky Derby next year. So why is it like? Why should it matter? I, that was kind of the awkwardness of the article. <laughs> like, I guess. <laughs> I, like I guess the, for Del Mar coming up, it matters. I, I, you know. Uh, yeah. It, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's really, it's really awkward. And then, you know, you got some owners that just are like, Oh, we're sticking with them. And, and some are already jumping ship, uh, even with their upcoming two year olds. So I think that will get less and less horses going to his barn uh, as we move on here. At least that's what I, you know, what you would logically think would happen. Who knows though? <laughs> I've seen crazier things in the sport. And maybe, you know, you never know. Um, you may, you never, maybe we don't need horse racing, you know, cause God forbid they do anything major. Uh, you know, maybe it's just a matter of these train or these owners just starting to gradually make that shift and 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 become more. You know, whether it be like with with life is good or whatever. Like then they start to see it more and more horses. Okay, we'll do it mm-hmm. too. We'll do it too. And the next thing you know, but like you said, Bob Baffert's got he went down from an outfit of a hundred horses to five or whatever, and then and it just slowly, gradually, kind of goes away. Yeah, no, and I think that's that's kind of the thing, right? Like it, it can be self-correcting, um, and, and it, but it's going to take all of them or the vast majority of them to do that, which we haven't seen. We've seen a few kind of, and I think that trickle-down effect will start to happen, especially if these other guys, you know, sit like like say life is good goes to Pletcher and just dominates, you know, when he comes back. Uh, that's, you know, and people say, okay, well, you can't have success, you know, without Bob. So and that's the other thing. We we don't really know how good these horses are that are going away from Baffert to other places. Right. right. You know, and that's kind of the thing you're going to see as well. And that's that's a that's going to be a big part of handicapping. Uh, kind of, it's, it's honestly like when Navarro and service horses went to other trainers and it's just like, let's see what they are now. And some of them like forensic fire. Yeah, he's pretty good no matter what, you know, and some of them were not like that. So we'll see what happens on that front as well. True. Yeah, that's uh, that makes it very interesting. With life is good, you know how what it, what kind of horse is he? Not to mention that you know, obviously the horse has issues, you know. So it's not mm-hmm. like it even not even the Baffert situation. Like how is he going to come off of that kind of layoff? New trainer, <laughs> new everything. So uh, we'll we'll see. But obviously, it's exciting to think that considering where he's going, we're going to see a lot of him. Like this is a horse that's going to. I mean, as soon as he's healthy, we're going to see him a lot this summer and fall. Um, yep. for a, a new trainer, uh, Todd Pletcher. Thank you, everybody that's joining us right now on uh, live on YouTube, Facebook, and, and uh, Twitter. If you uh, are listening to this after the fact, make sure you tune into these, subscribe to all those social channels, and you can get notified as soon as we go live on this. Uh, okay, before we get into the big weekend, of course, we got a lot of... If you're looking for a podcast, it's going to handicap a lot of races. This is a podcast for you. We're going to go all over the country. Before we do, though, best thing you saw today. Oh, listen, it's my name. Robin Sparkles in the eighth race today at Belmont Park was unbelievable. Uh, This horse, I always pick this horse. Uh, She's just super, super consistent. And uh, today, almost set the track record for six furlong turf sprint on the outer there at Belmont Park. Uh, Goes gate to wire and just plays the whole way. Ran as fast as she could for as long as she could and it happened to be six furlongs it was definitely as long as she could plus some it was really a really really impressive performance so robin sparkles uh that, that was probably a prep for a stakes coming up at saratoga it was a really tough allowance field and she just dominated so uh, that was the best thing i saw that was awesome to watch and of course a, a bow to uh to how i met your mother and of course robin sparkles so it's even it's an even better name right uh, oh, the name and, sure. and, 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 i mean for us we love that show uh all right, so let's do uh, let's do a quick update here. Best thing I saw today. It's not that I'm still um, currently in my parents' basement, uh, although <laughs> they've been they've been great, great uh, 
uh, Airbnb uh, hosts for me. But no, that my my moving and my uh, closing date keeps getting pushed. But I wanted to give an update. Best thing I saw today, the N sixty four man. I keep getting more games, and I'm on my the latest game is Super Mario sixty four. Now, okay, we talked about we talked last time. I think it was about Mario Kart, and we got Mario Golf. Of course, that's been fun. But man, Super Mario sixty four, and I'm telling you. Like there's levels and things that I've I'm I'm seeing that uh that I don't remember as kids. Like I just don't remember. I, I have zero recollect. It's like oh my gosh, I didn't know you could, you know, shoot from that cannon over to that secret uh spot. And there's that you know, and I had no idea. Uh, I'm up to 31 stars. Uh, I believe uh, we fought Bowser for the second time. He, we lost, so I'm I'm working on that. But uh, Cohen loves it. He doesn't play it much because it's tough. But he likes to watch me and yell at me that I'm uh, to stop dying and things like that. Um, but it, it it is I mean it's nostalgia. It's bringing back memories of playing this as a kid. But also like I'm saying like there's a few times where I'm like holy shit like I didn't know. I'll get specific for you for a second. You may not remember this. You enter the castle. You know like the beginning like you go into the castle. You go through all the different doors. Mm-hmm. You enter the castle and you look up into the sky to the light, and you can go to like a secret level that you like fly around. I didn't, I had no idea that you could do that. So <laughs> I, I literally never knew that. And, and maybe I did, and I completely like have like pushed that back in the back of my mind. But yeah, mind blown. So there have been times where I'm like, how the hell do you beat this? I have to Google, how do you beat this level? Because you got to get the yeah. star. And uh, no, but it's been, it's been, I don't know what I'm going to do without the old N- N64. I'm like, I mean, the graphics are awful, but it's kind of fun. It's, it's, yeah, the longer you stay there, the more, you know, you may have every game in the, on the whole planet of N64. Like every time I talk to you, it's something different. So See, there you go. I, I think you're well on your way to becoming like a 12 year old boy again. <laughs> it's getting worse and worse and worse. I sent a picture to a friend the other day of, of me playing N64, and they're like, wow, I like what you've done to your house. I was like, well, you got the 90s theme going on in your house. I'm like, well, it makes sense because I'm in my parents' basement. So uh, that is the 90s theme that's happening right now. So. No, it's funny. Just real quick on that. I, I got together with a couple of guys from high school last weekend, and they were like, how's Jared doing? I said, well, he's living with his parents right now. <laughs> and with no context, that's like the worst. They're like, oh, no, what happened? What? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Trust me. It's like anytime we go like we go anywhere, if I go out to eat or something, my, my mom is always like, like if we see someone, it's like, oh, Jared's living at home. Like, stop saying that. Yeah, please stop. don't do that again. <laughs> give, at least give some context, please. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you when you, when like when you're out and we have a hometown of like six thousand, seven thousand people, and so if you go out like sometimes I'll go visit my mom and we'll go out to eat lunch or something, and yeah. it is always that kind of like awkward thing when you run it because you always run into people you know. So oh, I yeah. could just exactly. imagine if my mom was telling the people we see, "Hey, Aaron's <laughs> back living alone." <laughs> How bad that would be. <laughs> oh, I know, and it's like it's also like when you, they hear that they're like, oh, "Well, I figured that was about to cut." Yeah, you know, they had a website <laughs> like that. That was definitely going to happen eventually, <laughs> and so you're and, like, and, oh. <laughs> "I'm like, damn it, stop, mom." Uh, but no, it's it's pretty damn funny because. Uh, and you'll like the other day. She's like, "You should go the, the <laughs> go check out some furniture down there." You know, it's like you're in name some guy. And I'll tell you off air. You'll die. But it's like he works there now. I'm like, mom, I'm not gonna go buy furniture from so it's. He can help you out. <laughs> yeah, it's like he can get you a deal. You know, so it was. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, it, it's pretty. It is a pretty amazing though. Uh, <laughs> Uh, go back to the N64, Mark. I totally agree. The best Goldeneye. I can't even tell you how many like four split screen. Like you're saying, like you know, you get the, you like someone. You know, your buddy had a bit had a big screen. At that time, it was like the the big massive flat screens or the big screens you could get. It's like, oh, let's go play it on that. And you each had your your spot and just kill each other. That and and Mario Kart, the battle in Mario Kart. That was something that I remember doing a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it's been it's been it's been the venture over here, but no, uh, ho- we're hoping. Fingers crossed. A week from tomorrow closing, so we'll see uh, how that goes. So you'll, <laughs> I don't know. 
at this time every single every week it's a new one so i get a new closing date so uh oh yeah i know odd job by the way total like you he pissed everyone off because you, you couldn't shoot him he was too low the natural like aim was go over his head i that's exactly what i that's exactly my favorite was and hang on mark you're gonna have to help me with this it was uh when you did the 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 battle and you did the oh the it was like the level with a bunch of different the project not the project uh yeah a bunch of doors you could hear like shut opening closing all the time and people would go in and out and then we would do like the we'd always do the mines like proximity mines uh which was always fun because you get pissed because you can't see them it's like that silver uh like covering so you could never see them so anyways um anybody's listening to this you're the loving this conversation you're hating it so we will get <laughs> we will get into some horse racing here in, in a second um mark i'm i'm seriously waiting for you to give me that answer uh all right let's let's get to today's show and uh, i'll pop it up if he if he gives us an answer on today's show we're going to preview the 600k Stephen foster stakes at churchill downs then we're going to rap fire selection for some of the remaining stakes action this weekend at belmont park churchill downs and Thistle down. Let's go. Churchill Downs on Saturday, race 11. The Stephen Foster Stakes, grade two, where 600K for four-year-olds and up going one and eighth miles. This is a Breeders' Cup event. Breeders' Cup winning your end challenge race. Win and you're in the Breeders' Cup Classic and the horse looking to do that right here at four to five. Morning line favorite, number eight, Maxfield. Very heavy favorite. We have early heavy favorites. We have the Florida Lease we'll talk about here a little bit in rapid fire. Two Breeders' Cup Challenge races. Two heavy favorites at four to five. Maxfield really should win this race. I mean, if you lose this race here, your your top contender is six to you have three six to one horses. It's Silver Dust, Warriors Charge, and Visitant. Of course, Maxfield wiped the you know, just killed that horse last time. So Maxfield to me is I mean, horses lost once. Source has got to win here, right? Yeah, I certainly just don't see how he's going to get beat unless he just doesn't show up. Uh, and, and it's not a situation. I still am not like completely sold that Maxfield is like a primetime Breeders' Cup classic contender. But how does he lose to these horses? And if he does, how do you go forward with him thinking he's any kind of like elite prospect at all? Like, to me, I looked at this, it's like, okay, I think the biggest chance of him losing is either, like, Silverdust, who's just not great, pretty inconsistent horse, or what if, like, Warrior's Charge goes gate to wire on him? Because he does kind of look like to have a pace advantage, but Warrior's Charge has been pretty shitty for, like, a while now, right? If we're being honest, and I love him, but he hadn't been good. I mean, and he certainly shouldn't beat Maxfield. This looks like a lock to me. Like I, I think Maxfield wins this thing easily. It's hard to really come up with, like other than like you're saying, the fact that he just doesn't, just plain and simple doesn't fire Maxfield. Um, it's hard to come up with a scenario that he doesn't doesn't win here. I mean, really, the way the race sets up, I mean. He should be able to, you know. I guess the one thing, if you want, if you wish they had any kind of confidence in Warriors Charge, because he looks like he's going to be the lone speed. Of course, I'll ask you about that. Of course, you needed him to to advance to and get an NHC seat. You need him to win, and, the, and he missed the break yeah. and never ran a step. And so, you know, it, it's hard to kind of get enough confidence that he's going to do that. And I'm sure for you, you're done. You're way done with them. Um, but he, you know, from a pace standpoint, if he breaks, he should have an easy lead to himself, right? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, and really he's never had any trouble breaking other than the day that he's lone, lone leader going a mile at Lone Star <laughs> Park in a grade three race. And if he wins, I make like $5,000 and get an NHC seat, uh, on the day. And that was the <laughs> one day he didn't break very well. So, and, uh, not bitter horse, at all though. Yeah. So a horse named Momosa won. So I, I think he could have held off Momosa if, if he had a decent trip there. But he's got to hold off Maxfield here. So listen, honestly, I, I do think the horse will get in front. I do think the horse will turn for home ahead. I just don't think he's good enough to hold off Maxfield. Even if he would have won the Sexton Mile last time out, I would have that same feeling. So it's not really hard feelings for me. It's just I've got a pretty good gauge on the talent of Warriors Charge. And it's not good enough to beat Maxfield. Uh, I, that's just how I, how I feel about it. 
but I did put him in second because of that pace advantage. Um, you know, past that, it's just like it, really anybody could finish second. Like if you took Maxfield out of this race, it's a oh, real yeah. good allowance slash grade three event, right? <laughs> like yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. And yeah. and the favorite's probably four to one. Here's the, the, the here's the thing. There's a lot of pressure, not the not literal pressure on him because he doesn't give a shit, but a lot of pressure on Maxfield because one of these horses, if he doesn't win, is going to get a free trip to the Breeders' Cup Classic, and they don't need to be in the Breeders' Cup Classic. So Maxfield does. Maxfield should. He's he's good enough. He's probably one of the top. You know, he's definitely top three uh, horses in training right now. He he's got to win this race, and so to me. You either are singling Maxfield and moving on and forgetting about it, or you're playing against them, and you basically have to play all of them um, because it's just really, if he doesn't win, who is it? To me, I like the pace advantage for Warriors Charge. I don't have any trust in him whatsoever. I have a sneaky feeling about Silver Dust. He just, like, he's capable of running really big races. He's also capable of running very poor races. Um, but he is, I mean, he likes Churchill Downs. He runs there a lot. Um, he can win at this distance. Like he should be like, he, like if he won the race, I wouldn't like assuming Maxfield doesn't show up. I wouldn't be shocked. I guess is my point. So I'm playing Maxfield as a single because he frankly, sh I mean, what's crazy about this horse. He's literally like, it's a weird, he's a weird horse. Seven starts. He's never ran at this distance ever. He's ran a mile 16th. Yep. He's ran a mile on debut. He ran a mile 16th every other time. And then of course he ran in a mile and a quarter where he lost in the big cap. Um, finished third of course not it wasn't it wasn't like a terrible effort he just he didn't win um but he's never ran a mile and eighth i looking at the al sheba which by the way was at churchill downs he's never lost to churchill downs he's he's been very very good he won the for charity or I mean, i'm sorry he won this maiden he won the matt win and of course he won last time out in the al sheba he's looked pretty damn good at churchill downs i think he's gonna be tough to beat i think he's gonna be almost impossible to beat yeah, I, I agree. And and like I said, I, I honestly made a case. I was like, let's see if we can try to beat this horse. And it's like Silver Dust is one you 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 land on, right? And then you go through his races. Yeah. Okay, like he, he kind of burst onto the scene as far as being like we kind of take him serious. Last year at the fairgrounds, he won a couple of races in a row. Then you start to look like like who did he beat? Well, he beat Gunnett twice. Okay that's at the time we're like oh that, that horse is decent but now we know he's he's really awful and then he got beat by by my standards captivating moon he got beat by owendale and everfast he got beat by tom's the top by my standards again he gets beat by by my standards and owendale yeah. i mean you're you're seeing a pattern like would you be excited to play owendale against maxfield no. well you no. said it you said this is a you said this is a good allowance slash grade three and that's the kind of horse silver dust is he's a good allowance right. slash grade three horse because you look at his past performances that's the kind of races he wins and if you remember the race that he did win last time out and give him credit for a win a win is a win i don't care what what you're in but we talked about that ben ali at, at keeneland that was on arkansas derby day and it it poured on uh, at keeneland that day and it was one of the worst Ben Ali's maybe in the history of the race. Like it was so bad. They all finished in a blanket. There was only like four of them and they all finished right there together. And he was just kind of the lucky one to get up and win. So it's, it's not even like, yeah, okay. He's coming off a win, but it wasn't like a, wow, <laughs> that gives you a lot of confidence for the race next out. So yeah, it, honestly, if Maxfield loses this race, just put him out, out on the beach or the farm somewhere and let him live his life. Like, he doesn't need to be running anymore. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> in the words of our good friend, Paul, I was texting him about, we were talking about this race. He said, if he doesn't win this race, then it's on to stud duty because I don't know how he doesn't win this race. And I completely agree. You know, and by the way, you got to love the fact, like, Jose Ortiz, man, like, he needs to be on this horse permanently. After, yes. Know, he, this, Jose and Maxfield two peas in a pod they're perfect uh I, I just love the way he ran rode on rode him last time out there's no pressure to get to the lead or anywhere near it he just did his thing he ran he's gonna be really tough here so maxfield to me let's let's talk real quickly because i mean i think that's pretty easy to to come up with how how much like if he if he does what you think he's gonna do considering the fact this field is not very good but is he like I mean, are you consider like is he a is he a legit contender in your mind to win the classic in uh, in the fall? 
Mind, mind you, he's a horse that we don't know that can even be healthy at that time because he's, that's his track record. But if he is, is he there? No, not for me. Not yet. Um, now, if he goes out and, well, no, I'm not even going to say that because he should dominate this group. I need to see him like go to the Whitney and win before I'm really like over the moon, excited about his chances, uh, you know, to go win a race like the classic. Uh, I think I look at Maxfield and I think, I think you're really good. You might be a step below like what it takes to win the classic. Like, can you finish third or fourth in it? Sure. But like, you got to be really good 99 times out of a hundred to win a race like the classic. Sometimes you can get lucky and get a sneak in there and get a field that's weak, but uh, I, I view him as really, really good. I don't view him as great, and that, that's what I think he's going to have to end up being. Uh, I got a question here. South Bend, a horse that uh, obviously you know won the or got. I'm sorry, finished second in the Ohio Derby uh, last year. A horse that kind of was on the you know Triple Crown trail, so to speak, for a, a bit um, as a three year old. What do you make of this horse? Does this horse have any chance? Likes Churchill Downs. I mean. Obviously, with Bill Mott, decent trainer. <laughs> uh, 12 to 1, though. You're getting the prize. So, any thoughts on South Bend? No. I mean, I think if you're wanting to put the horse in second or third, uh, it's not the worst because you you want to try to get a prize, you know, underneath Maxfield for sure. And you do kind of know that South Bend is going to just kind of sit back, make a run. Maybe the other horses get a little tired if they try to kind of – chase and run with mash with a max field where south bend can just kind of let everybody go and then make his run late and try to get past horses but you know as far as like winning the race or getting close to winning it i i just don't see it what do you think about playing like a eight over like you know i guess either just take an opinion if you want to just play a cold or play like an eight over six seven or an eight over five six exact to straight and just hammer the shit out of it because it does feel like you're going to have to hammer it in order to make any money, but it does definitely feels like that's a pretty logical uh, exacto. I think that's exactly what you should do. Um, you should play Maxfield over. I, I, to me, six makes sense because of the pace advantage and then five, yeah. because it's just like, yeah, you're kind of the best of the rest. So uh, yeah, like an eight over five, six would make a lot of sense in this situation. Or even if you wanted to get a little crazy, well, not even crazy. If you wanted to just try to get some prices thrown in there, the eight over like a horse like the one. And, and and you, if you want to throw the seven, you could do that as well. But just the one and the seven, kind of the same. Just horses that are going to drop back and just kind of run late and hope to pick off a few tired ones. Maybe they can get up in second as well. So, but yeah, you want to just, that's exactly how you need to play it. You got to put eight on top, you know, and, and then try to get some prices home underneath and kind of play a large exacta unless you're going to try to step out on that limb and try to beat maxfield i i don't really know the angle uh you're gonna to have to take to do it but um you know if you've got something I, I would keep the wager small if you're gonna go against him put it that way but you know at what's probably going to be three to five i'm sure many people are going to try to take a shot against you know the nine a horse that we used. Of course, we were we were idiots and we how we tried to play it. But Visitant was a horse that we keyed in the second spot. Of course, we didn't the way we played our exacta. We tried to beat Maxfield that day in the Al Sheba, but Visitant was a, a decent price that day that I liked and ran a really big race. And of course, in the, to set to finish second to to Maxfield, he's a horse. If you want to just play that exacta again, six to one morning line, you're gonna. I, I don't think this horse is gonna get any respect. I imagine that horse that, that those odds float up. Um, you got it. I mean, it ran a hundred buyer career high, easily a career high hundred buyer last time out. So if this horse, if you like this horse again, just back that up, that back that exact up again. That's a, that should be a nice exact because I don't think that horse is going to get any um, respect here, but no, you and I are both on number eight, Maxfield. We think he's going to punch his ticket to the Breeders' Cup Classic. <laughs> time for rapid fire presented by Whiskers and Wishes Sanctuary in Tucson, Arizona. Very near and dear to Halterman's heart. He's a big cat guy and, we wanted to go ahead and, and, and make if you consider donating to them at www.whiskersandwishes.com as there is only there's currently 35 cats in need and even ten dollars would go a long ways it's towards saving a life whiskers and in like the letter in wishes.com help save one of halterman's favorite cats you have a few cats there correct no <laughs> No, okay. Uh, but no, seriously, whiskersandwishes.com, currently 35 cats, $10 would go a long ways. 
to donating their sponsoring Rapid Fire there in Tucson, Arizona. After you donate, though, go check out the Inside Track, the 2021 Stephen Foster Wagering Guide. Features in-depth analysis of all seven stakes races on the card, including the 600K Stephen Foster that we just talked about. Featuring Maxville on the course of $300,000 floor to lease that we're getting ready to talk about. Plus, get bonus race by race analysis, betting suggestions, and multi-race plays for Churchill Downs' entire Saturday card. Let's go to the race five, which is the floor de lease. This is worth 300K for Phillies and Mares. Four-year-olds and up going to mile and eighth. It is early on the card, like I said, race five. And it is a Breeders' Cup win in your in event for the Breeders' Cup distaff. That's right. Latruska tries to punch her ticket in to the distaff. Also at four to five, another heavy favorite. But she might have a little company. We have Evit- Evitante. 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 Uh, two to one. For McPeak, you've got eight to one on Spices Nice, six to one on Point of Honor. Maybe a little bit saltier of a field than we saw in the previous race, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think so because Point of Honor is a horse that's always ran against pretty uh, pretty tough company. Uh, Evitante, definitely an up and comer that, that runs pretty well at Churchill Downs. And then Spice is nice for Todd Fletcher. Uh, kind of a horse had a ton of hype last year. Never really lived up to it. This year, two for two so far. Uh, you know, one one uh, the uh, Dupont at uh, Pimlico last time out. So, yeah, I think I think there's some definitely some interest. I think there's definitely a little bit better horse to pick if you're going to try to beat the favorite. But that being said, who's going to run with Latruska early? And if nobody does, how are they going to beat her? That's just the way I look at this. Um, I was really surprised to see her entered back here. I didn't know if this was the plan or not, but. She really didn't break a sweat last time out at Belmont. So I could see her running pretty well again here. I, I like, it, again, I just, if the source gets out by herself, yeah, I don't see anybody catching her. So I think Latruska is going to be awfully tough here. I know. It's one of those situations that you're like, okay, well, not only is she the best horse in the race, but she has a very clear pace advantage as well. So there's really nothing up against her here. It's, uh, I mean, let's just be honest. It's another situation that it's, the only way she gets beat is if she just doesn't really run her kind of race. I mean, these horses haven't really been able to, to touch what she's been able to do um, earlier on, you know, especially the last couple of races. And, you know, like we've talked about a lot in the past, and it's like we've come to a point now where you're like, okay, you, she's like Monoma Girls MIA. Uh, you know, she does the devil. You like her? It's too bad. See ya. So it's got to have her. I don't know. She scratched last time. You know, it's like. Latruska is the horse you want right now because look how she's running the last two efforts. And so you can't deny the what she's done and she's deserving to be the favorite. I don't know who's going to run with her, to be honest with you. I think the, the two horses for me that, that are interesting if you're going to play against her is Spice is Nice at 8-1 to one just because that horse, I mean, obviously it's a million-dollar horse. So they had a lot of upside, a lot of promises for this horse. Um, looked really good. Has looked really good since returning off a very long layoff. It's, we didn't see this horse since August. Came back to Keeneland, ran well. Came back to Pimlico, ran well again. This horse is obviously going in the right direction. Is she good enough to win here? I don't know about that, but I think she could. I mean, she's interesting. And then the four horse, Evitant, um, with McPeak. I hate the price. If she was a better price, I might pick her because she is very good at Churchill Downs. She likes this distance. She's dangerous. I feel like she. She, but like sucking down two to one on her is just I can't do it. That's that's kind of the problem. I think she obviously is like okay, I could I could try to beat Latruska, but you look at this this horse. Okay, three back they faced each other and she was beaten two and a quarter by Latruska. Two back she lost. She dares the devil. I'm talking about every time. And then she dares the devil went up and faced Latruska and wasn't wasn't even close up at Belmont. Now, Evitant did win, uh, you know, a small stakes at Churchill last time out really, really impressively. But every time she steps up to face like the top one or two, three horses in this crop that she's in, she gets beat. And, and it's not a knock on the four. I like her as a horse. Uh, I, I watched that horse live and in person win the Remington Park Oaks. And my dad and I were both like, ah, that's that horse is really nice. She looked great that day, looked great in the paddock, on the track, all that stuff. But I don't think she's as good as Latruska, and I think that's what it comes down to. I'm with you. I think Spice is nice. 
I I think eight to one is a really, really bad morning line. I think it's going to be more like three or four to one on that horse, unfortunately. But I, I think that's the one where it's like, we don't know how good she could be. And she might, you know, if she's got that next step in her, she could maybe challenge. But again, she her problem is somebody's going to need to do the dirty work. She's not naturally fast enough to go with the six early. And I don't think she's going to be good enough to catch her if the six gets gets the right trip. So, yeah, all signs for Latruska for me. It's another boring pick, but I just can't ignore best horse in the race and also a horse that has a pace advantage. Yeah, I mean, the horse loses Lasix for the first time, well, at least the first time in the United States. And uh, last time out and runs, you know, career best. And, and really, the horse, I mean, it's yep. like hard to knock anything about the horse. Is there anyone that you other than like the, the four and the five who make a lot of sense, you know, anyone like this, this point of honor or Antoinette have any interest in you, whether it be, I mean, maybe on top might be a stretch, but underneath, um, you know, Antoinette for me is a little bit interesting underneath because the horse has ran stakes races that, I mean, obviously one, you know, ran in the CCA Oaks last year and finished third to Paris lights and crystal ball. I mean, to hit the board here, this horse has been good on dirt. Wouldn't be completely shocking. Of course, point of honor, making a uh, first uh, debut start for Shug. Any of those two horses make any uh, any sense for you underneath? Ah, I just can't get aboard point of honor. Too many disappointments over her career. I think she's, you know, a, a very nice uh, filly or, or I guess mare now, but just a lot of disappointments. I mean, underneath, she certainly makes sense, but you probably want a little bit better of a price. I, I think Vault underneath is kind of the same type of horse as like the Chess Chief of the South Bend that we were talking about in the last race. Just kind of close late and, and get a piece of things. Um, you know, I, I know the horse has won two in a row, but it was against a little bit lesser company. Um, so now I think she, at this level, that's, that's what she is, a second or third place horse. 10 to 1, and I think you'll get it because I do think the 4, 5, and 6 will take most of the attention. So I Vault would kind of be that horse for me uh, to use underneath at a price. Give me, help me understand what Antoinette is doing in this race. I I don't know. <laughs> um, the horse has made 600K in earnings, most of that coming on the turf. The horse is a grade 3 winning uh, two back on the turf. Uh, grade one uh, placing on the turf. The horse, like I mentioned, she won the Saratoga Oaks. She did finish third in the CCA Oaks, uh, which was a grade one on the dirt. Uh, she's finished third in the grade two for uh, the um, Fairgrounds Oaks. So uh, she's kind of like, I mean, she's obviously a very, very nice horse to have because it can run well on any surface, but seems like she's been at her best, especially lately. Not, not like she ran terrible um, last time out. She just kind of ran, you know, just got tired. Like, you could dolphin, are they thinking, hey, let's try to get her to Saratoga on the dirt? You know, what's the deal? I don't deal? know. It's weird because you, you obviously you have spots on the turf coming up. I mean, summer racing, it's the turf. that That's, that's where this horse can shine. And there's going to be spots everywhere you can enter her in. Uh, to show up here is, is definitely odd. Um, it's not like her dirt races are awful, but they're definitely a cut below the turf races, uh, you know, and, and that's not a good sign when you're facing, you know, the best dirt female, older female in the country right now. So I was shocked by it. You know, if, right. if this race was in like, say February and the source was ready to run and it's like, okay, there's limited spots. We can run around the turf. We might as well get her started on the dirt, but I can't see this horse running on the dirt again after Saturday unless something really unexpected happens. This was a really shocking entry for me. And oh, by the way, it's not like the horse was stabled at Churchill Downs. It's just like, oh, we'll run out of our own barn. It's a big race. No, they shipped in from Belmont. So um, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing in this race. I guess we'll find out. But you and I are both uh, <laughs> on number six. Uh, not a sexy pick, but... She just seems like the one to beat here. Number six, Latruska. All right, let's go to race 10. That's another grade two on the card. This is, of course, the Wise Dan grade two. Uh, we're 300K for four-year-olds and up going one with 16 miles on the turf. And here we are. We got a, maybe a little bit more competitive of a race. Eight to five on set piece. You got uh, two to one on some like it hot brown. Five to one on ride a comment. Field passes five to one. Those are your main contenders of the race. 
I look at this race and, you know, I made some money on some like a hot brown last time out. Made me look really smart. And here I am. I'm sitting here trying to make myself not pick this horse because I know how this horse likes to disappoint. But the horse has a pace advantage again. I hate to be a broken record, but I pick some like a hot brown because the pace advantage is just too much to overcome, I think, for some of these. It's, it's a solid field, but it's not a field full of monsters. Um, and this horse, I mean, looks to be out on the lead easily in this spot. Um, and then the other horses that could go with them, maybe the two, but that's kind of a rabbit situation. I mean, the two's not going to be, you know, a horse that's really going to matter one way or the other. And the number eight field pass is owned, or excuse me, trained by the same guy as some like at Hot Brown. So that they're not going to hook up. I think some like at Hot Brown absolutely controls the pace. Jose Ortiz back aboard again. He was aboard last time out. Like you mentioned, a very good pick, and, and that horse won. Something like a hot brown won the dinner party stakes at Pimlico. Jared, I think he makes it two in a row. Um, I, I, I kind of wanted to pick set piece, but end of the day, I don't think set piece can run down something like a hot brown if he gets that lonely, lonely lead. The horse has not won two in a row since those two that he won at Turfway Park on his road to well, trying to get to the Kentucky Derby. And that, that that was the fear for me. It was like, listen, this horse likes to run like run a flashy race and then likes to lose. Um, but I, I'm with you. I, that's who I picked. I'm like a hot brown because, you know, that was a big reason why I liked him in the dinner party. He seemed like a lone speed, and, and he was. And, 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 I mean, he did sit off, but he, he kind of saved his speed towards the end of the race. And then here it's like, oh, who's going to go with him? And, and really the only horse that you'd – you know set piece was the horse that i considered and he definitely could win here i mean obviously there's a lot to like about this horse but it just kind of feels like this horse might be left with a little bit too much to do trying to chase down a horse that was loan on the on the lead and you know jose's gonna give him a great ride so i know i mean i think we're gonna sit here and look at something like a hot brown again i think he's gonna win two in a row i really do all right let's go to race eight now the mother goose at Belmont Park on Saturday, grade two. We're 250K for Phillies three-year-olds going one with 16th miles on the main track there. Field of five. Even money on the secret horse. Always Karina. That's right. You don't know you don't know about this horse, but now you do. Chad Brown trained Flo <laughs> a guy named Pratt to ride. Nine to five on Clary Air for Steve Asbuson. I rad Ortiz, and of course make mischief at four to one on the on the rail. That's really your. How about Zagel? Zagel, are you are you a Zagel fan at twelve to one? No, I remember I picked Zagel uh, in that forward gal, and I was pretty high on her. And she ran one of the worst winning races for a stakes I've ever seen. Like oh, it was so bad. And I said I will never touch that horse ever again. Her whole career. And her next two races, she's got beat by fifteen and a quarter and eleven and a quarter. So. <laughs> <laughs> that worked call. I was so lucky that 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 the forward gal was so bad this year. So, um, no, I am going with number two, always Karina, Ricky, Ricky's secret horse, always Karina. Um, listen, I Man. think this is going to be very interesting because I'm I'm super high on the horse. A great debut, a great allowance win next out. We'll try Stakes Company for the first time, but reason why I'm kind of excited. Clarier is in the race, and she's a really, really good barometer, right? Because we know exactly what Clarier is. She's pretty darn good, but she's not great. But you have to run well to beat her. She's consistent. So let's see if Always Karina can just kind of toy with Clarier like she has in the first two races. And if she can, then we've got a matchup, Always Karina versus Malathoth, to look forward to at Saratoga. No, I agree. Uh, Always Karina has not been tested uh, whatsoever, but we are, you know, continuing the stretch out here from a mile to a mile 16th. And like you said, you, I think that's perfect uh, analysis because Clary Air is very much like we know what, like we know what she is. And we, and what, frankly, we know what, we know what that fairground circuit is because we saw it on display with Travel Column last time out. We saw it, of course, in the Kentucky Yokes with Travel Column and Clary Air. And we're, I mean, I just feel like it's, it is what it is, right? It, they're, they're good, not great. They're consistent, not great. I mean, of course, Travel Call was awful last time out. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like always Karina to me is the pick because, 
you just don't know what she is. And, and, and frankly, she's been untouchable the last two starts. You know, Jose Ortiz is going to Churchill Downs. We talked about him having a big day at, uh, at Churchill. But guess what? You get Flavin <laughs> Pratt. Not bad. Not bad for Chad Brown. So I, I like always Karina, too. She seems like, if, like you said, if she goes and wins this, like she's been winning. Like, we've got a serious, serious contender here to, to battle up with uh, Malathot um, in, uh, at, at Saratoga. Yeah, and that's that's the hope, right? Um, I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to single always Karina because I, I just think Clarier for Asmussen, I don't think he sends this horse up to Belmont with no chance. Like, if, if the horse wasn't doing really well, I don't think he would ship the horse up to New York for the race. So I do think Clarier offers a little bit of intrigue. I would play both of them in a pick four or pick five. But, yeah, as far as on top, always Karina, I, I think, She's going to be tough to run down. All right, and finally, let's go to Thistledown on Saturday. Race 9, the Ohio Derby, grade 3 with 500K, going to 1 and 1 eighth miles. Field of 11 lines up for this one, and you know a lot of these horses. Number 1, Promise Keeper at 7 to 2. King Fury, of course, 9 to 2, a horse that everyone loved in the Kentucky Derby and then didn't run in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, 6 to 1 on the Reds, 4 to 1, Keep Me in Mind. Proxy, you know, Halterman's favorite horse at 5 to 1. <laughs> And Mass Parade, who ran a really big effort last time out at eight to one for Alstall. Field of eleven. Is this? I mean, this is. I, I feel like. Oh yeah. By the way, the Bob Baffert also used to run by. Used to be trained by Bob Baffert. Hosier for <laughs> Rudolph is in here at twelve to one. So what do you do with this field? Because you have a lot of horses that most of us know. Um, they, they remember these horses from the you know the, either the Triple Crown Trail or whatever. How how do you approach the Ohio Derby here? Well, I mean, here we finally get a race that's that is completely wide open. You could make a case for a lot of them. A lot of them are like your little pet horses, whether it be King Fury, who everybody fell in love with, the Kingman, <laughs> or Promise Keeper, who's won two pet in a horses. row. Uh, you know, keep me in mind. It's like, oh, my, he keeps on, you know, coming every time. You know, he's gonna get there one time. Proxy, he's got great talent. He'll put it all together. You know, so there's a lot of different things you could do. Um, I listen. I really was impressed last time out with the number 10 mass parade we were standing on the rail when this horse just dominated what we thought was a pretty equal you know equally matched allowance field at, at churchill turns out it wasn't this was on kentucky derby day by the way and he wins by 11 and three quarters just runs away from him i haven't seen anybody in this field that has had that kind of burst right so if he can kind of repeat that effort i think he's gonna go on and win this thing i don't have any dreams of eight to one i think it'll be more of a four to one seven to two type that's still okay with me but uh, i really like number 10 mass parade here i think he's gonna be tough hey you know what uh, i i <laughs> i went into here thinking oh wow i finally got a price and now you've ruined that for me because now you picked him and now you're telling me he's gonna be four to one but Listen, as a as a Ghazali guy, I had Ghazali on my fantasy team. I, we thought he could win. We 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 were like I said, we were right there. We knew this horse, you know, Ghazali would be the one to beat there, and and this horse just not to say Ghazali is anything special, but he beat the hell out of the horse. Um, yeah. It just feel like when 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 Stahl has a horse like this and kind of has them right, they're they're awfully tough, and and it definitely feels like this is the kind of horse that he's going to run another big race. Another one that I wanted to pick was promise keeper, obviously coming in off the race, two races, uh, two wins, I should say. Uh, he's been tough. He's obviously going to have to take it, you know, take another step up. Uh, ran well in the Peter pan. Of course, didn't beat much there, but I don't know. I like I'm with you. You know, you look at him, you look at, I guess King Fury and Lexington was, was pretty awesome. But again, I mean, he ran a big number that day, but I mean, I'm okay with sitting on the sidelines with that one. And, you know, you look at, like, the Reds and horses like that. Keep me in mind who likes to finish third and fourth. Like, Proxy, don't even get me started with him. That's, like, you're, you're right, Masper. Like, no one's won a race like that. And so, to me, he's got the most upside. And even if I can get four or five to one, I, I'd, I would much rather play that horse at four or five to one than I would rather than I would like to play uh king fury at nine to two 
like all day. All this race is missing is like soup and sandwich and obesos. So then all the pet horses, as I like to call them, would be in the race. All the little pets that everybody <laughs> loves that for no reason other than that's just they they're just crazy. I mean, if we had those two, this would be like maybe the best race of the entire year. But if, instead, it's just one of, not the. Well, you know what you need. You need like uh, like this. Should, this is this is like the race that you have. The article you do every year, like this horse can't win the Kentucky Derby, like the five horses yeah. that can't win, and they're all in this race. I feel like, yeah. So I mean, this is like the perfect race for that. You need all those horses to get in this race because that's what it feels like. Um, it, it definitely, you know, the Ohio Derby is kind of the quote unquote easy route to kind of bypass all the tough races and kind of get a horse, um, you know, to a big big purses obviously, but also to get kind of get the horse to the Breeders' Cup or saratoga or whatever the goal is um because like you do you have fields like this and i'm not i i, I guess I'll, I'll ask you that do you think any of these horses like even if you aren't picking promise keeper here like is promise keeper a horse that you're like i'm gonna just like keep that horse sort of in the back of my mind because he definitely has the look of a horse of a pletcher that's getting better at the right time yeah i promise keeper i like mass parade i like and today uh dave barista's question proxy you look at Proxy, okay? He got beat by a length. <laughs> Derby points. Well, he got beat by a length against Midnight Bourbon, who finished second in the Preakness. He got beat a length and a quarter by Mandaloon, who's going to be the Kentucky Derby winner. He got beat by three and a half to Hot Rod Charlie, who was second in the Belmont. I mean, and then, of course, he sucked against King Fury. But it's like, if Proxy ever figured it out, he probably could can, well, He There is no probably. He can compete with some of the better ones. But... I'm not going to bet him on the road to him trying to figure his shit out. Like, no. Is there one day he's going to jump up and win a race like this? Yeah, probably. But you're going to go broke until he does, you know? So, I, I mean, but if he was to win here and look really, really good, then yeah, he's going to jump in and, and, and jump into the conversation. Well, that's what's, that's what's crazy about this horse is, okay, so you look, like, look at his last four. In LeCompte, he finished second to Midnight Bourbon, who happened to be, you know, looked like the winner of the Preakness. Um, finished second to Mandaloon, like you said, going to be the Kentucky Derby winner. Finished, you know, he, he, he finished fourth, but, you know, ran a well, okay race, Midnight Bourbon and Hot Rod. Obezos ran well in the Kentucky Derby. Hot Rod, who would have won the Belmont basically every other year yep. um, other than this year. And like you said, and Lexington was, you know, whether he'd be a sloppy track or whatever, like, but like to your point, he's been, he's been in some really tough races and faced some really good horses who have proven to be very good horses. So proxy, if you can get like a, if, if you can, if five to one holds steady or higher, I, I'm not going to hate you for picking that horse. Um, but I'm with the ultimate a little bit. It's like, I need to like, I, I can, I can allow myself to get beat by this horse one time to see that his shit is figured out but he definitely has the look of a horse that could get his shit figured out and be very good like because he's been he's kind of got the makings to be that kind of horse he just never has been that horse so i'm on a way to see approach with him as well you and i are both on number 10 here mass parade so all the time we have check us out at racingdudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page click the get racing dudes premium button on the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more remember if you haven't seen it yet go check out the premium section at racingdudes.com we are offering weather reports for every track running in the united states i'll, I'll actually it's the world because ascot had weather reports <laughs> as well uh and we also of course have a wagering calculator you can check that out within your dashboard ricky's rockets are on the dashboard now soma bombs racing dudes premium it's all there on the dashboard racingdudes.com make sure you go check that out to learn more and again the inside tracks of the 2021 Stephen foster wagering guide is available right now for download go check that out on the products page, features in-depth analysis of all Stephen's seven stakes on the card, including the Stephen Foster and the Fleur de Lis. RacingDudes.com is your destination site for all horse racing picks for all major horse racing tracks. We're on Twitter, at RacingDudes, Instagram, and Facebook. Listen us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, website, RacingDudes.com. What was that? Oh, I think a ghost came out of <laughs> Um... <laughs> I mean, uh, that that's that's the uh, the joys of living in your parents' basement. 
you know, you never know who's going to show up. <laughs> I, I literally didn't even see anything. And I saw it in the back, like I saw it flat. Like, is, did, did someone see someone in the background? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see, I think it was, I think that was Bowser. <laughs> I love it. Odd job in the background. That's yeah. great. I, I honestly I swear to God, I didn't see it until like I saw the flash. I was like, what the? Yeah, that? Uh, it was quick. Uh, probably getting a diaper for the little one. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Magic Mike show. They did the Churchill down Saturday late pick four. So, of course, that's a great card to do a late pick four. You want an analysis of that? Go check out the Magic Mike show for more information on that. Haltzman, uh, we're getting closer to Saratoga starting. We're what, uh, three weeks away now. So we're planning our trip. It's getting closer. How does it feel to act? I mean, I, I haven't thought a lot about it cause my, I've been busy, but I mean like Saratoga it's happening, right? It is happening. We're going to be there opening weekend. Uh, and then we'll also be there Whitney weekend. So oh, oh there's a ghost again. <laughs> so, uh, <that's> a- <laughs> So yeah, we got two trips coming up to Sarah. National pot, national horse racing podcast, it, and my mom's in the background. That's perfect. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's that's <laughs> what we should have expected. And then, anyway, uh, so we got two trips to Saratoga coming up. Uh, maybe the Travers too. Who knows? So we'll see. We're going to try to go up there as much as we can this year. I think everybody is excited about it. So uh, yeah, three weeks away. Three weeks away. <laughs> Mark, mom, the meatloaf. Fuck. I don't know what she's doing. I never know what she's doing in there. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> these, these, see, Mark, these are memories. These are memories that I'll share forever, me and my boys. So, you know, it's that's how I can keep drinking lots of these and, yeah. and just, you know, remind myself that there's memories being made now. <laughs> uh, but no, Saratoga can't wait. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking like we just bounce around Saratoga, Del Mar, Saratoga, Del Mar. We just kind of keep that, uh, you know, we're stationed right in the middle of the country so we can hit those up easily. Yep. Sort of easily. <laughs> never, yeah. It's never easy to get to Del Mar, but yeah. So easy. Uh, Saratoga, frankly, for that. Matter. No, they're both bitches to get to for any, anywhere is a bitch to get to for us. So I, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Well, it is. I mean, but some of them are like some of them. I mean, you go to like to Dallas or whatever, and then or if it's Chicago, and then you hit New York City, and you're there. But like, like for Saratoga, you you hit the airport, then you got to drive another hour. Uh, Del Mar, you hit the airport in San Diego, then you got to drive Del Mar. Like it's not exactly easy to get there, and plus it's like, you know, like you say, you got to you got to do a layover no matter what. But uh, Ellis Park, hey, uh, and hey, did you see the Kentucky Downs change the logo? No, I thought that was that was some hard hitting. Uh, you know, update today. Kentucky Downs. They because they got a they got a new uh, owner that owns Tr- Kentucky Downs, and so they got a new logo. Wow, I'm looking this so, up now. Look, I, I mean, I I never thought it was one of those things. I never thought Kentucky, like you, it's one of those like you never thought they need a new logo until you saw the new logo, and you're like, yeah, that looks a lot better. So, um, I don't see it here. I see if I can pull. Here. Was it emailed to us? Kentucky. Yeah, their old logo pretty bad well the old logo was looked like like it was an, like it was like designed by you know an, a kid yeah. so def- <laughs> like again you, you thought it was like it could they it kind of represented what it was until you like it was like this kind of whimsical meat and then you're like oh well uh it is actually kind of cool so i'm not here you go um Did you send it you're not me? seeing it i don't have it no here i'll share my screen here. okay and we can all all look at it together. Oh, okay. So not nothing too exciting. They got creative. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you it was hard hitting. So news, the little kid okay? that designed the last one, his little brother designed this one. <laughs> they wanted to make it look uh, more professional, so they made the the font. Uh, look like it's like uh, a little more uh, bold, and then the horse running, which is so original. Yeah, so. yeah, okay. Good Anyways, plan. there you go. They have good racing, yes, so that's all that matters. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. Next week, what do we have next week? 
Next week, you got like the Suburban at Belmont and you got that sprint, a couple of sprint stakes at Gulfstream. Oh, and you had the Iowa right. Festival Thank of Racing you. next week as well. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. Can't miss that. Will you be there? No. No. Okay. Well, we used to be there. No, we're not. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Big weekend at Churchill Downs. Of course, we'll see if we have a, a, any uh, top possible classic and distaff contenders. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs>